This is Cashflow Veteran Podcast Show number 24. Sales is everything. Sales is everywhere and sales is everyone. Let's get to it. What's happening? Thanks for pushing play. Before we get into the episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform and please leave a five-star rating and review. Let's get the show out to as many other cash flow veterans out there as possible, those who are looking to secede from the current system and change their life one day at a time. Welcome to Cashflow Veteran. This is John, your host. This is for military members, veterans, spouses, and anybody else affiliated with the military. This show is where fighting for your financial freedom is just as important as your political freedom. Let's get to it. What's going on, everyone? This is John with the Cashflow Veteran Podcast, show number 24. Sales is everything, it's everywhere, and it's every one. So you guys know, I mean, a lot, some of the followership, I don't really know how to, how to tell of the metrics that I'm getting with the show. There's a big drop off in, in listenership. Well, that's because I didn't produce anything for an entire month. I've been rolling around changing, changing my entire life around into a new career. And it's funny because once I started uh, at this new job that I have with first direct marketing out of Bellevue, Nebraska, I I found literally the moment I walked in, I felt like I was home, and it is awesome. Um, and I'm learning a lot. I know I, there's a long a long way to go for me for my skills, and I'm the sales and marketing manager, so I'm still able to take a lot of the strategic thinking uh, that I have and apply it into a sales role and really build out. Um, in 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 my mind, and I believe certainly in my boss's mind too, basically a just a really tight sales process for any new person so obviously being a missileer we're kind of checklist monkeys and so me being able to jump into this role seize on the training that he has me doing with cardone university and developing uh, very very specific um, checklist lists and scripts and everything else basically being able to roll everything uh, right into what I, I need to be doing or what the next person needs to be doing to really take us to that next level to really 10x everything that we're doing and bring us to, you know, we're looking to double the company size in terms of overall revenue uh, and, and profit margin. We're looking to double that within a year. We're looking to even go further than that. Um, honestly, I mean, he's trying to take it from a seven-figure business to an eight-figure business, and that is a a huge feat to undertake, and I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that. And obviously, I have some of my big goals with that. But <clears throat> one of the videos that I did, um, and you can also go follow me there at Hello John Payne, and that's pretty much all the social media that's out there. It's more of my uh, professional page, um, and I'm I'm kind of chronicling there. Um, we'll I'll get into you know different aspects about my job, but I'm going to be chronicling basically my journey becoming the salesperson that I know that I was supposed to be. Honestly, I probably should have got out of the Air Force a long time ago to get into sales and entrepreneurship. Um, and there's some really cool stories, I think, that are in there. So why are you here? Why, why should you be here? I've already been rambling on for the last few minutes, you know, the last two minutes or so into the show, and I haven't even given you anything interesting about what it is really that we're going to talk about, other than maybe you've read the uh, read the subject line maybe maybe you've read a little bit of the comment section here so it's it's sales is everything 
and what do I what do I mean by that? So one of the things with the training that I've been doing, and it's something that I've read in a couple of the different Cardone books and, and certainly gotten into his training for, is a, a really big mental shift. And that's to understand that sales are a part of everyday life. They're a part of your life. They're part of my life. And honestly, there's no way that you're going to be able to get away from it. It's a part of us. And we're going to dive into what sales actually is. So when I say that sales is everything, sales is everywhere, sales is everyone, just understand this will sound initially maybe as I'm coming from a greedy perspective, but I want people to understand how it informs even kind of a libertarian worldview uh, as well. So sales is everything. So this is how we get what we want. This is also that we are able to give what we want in exchange for what it is that we are trying to get. That's how the fundamentals of transacting occur. And this hasn't changed for a very long time. As far as I know, just the entirety of human history is a, a give and a take on being able. Sometimes it's been a zero-sum game. Sometimes it's been where you see somebody else having something and you go subjugate them and you take what it is that you have. But this really doesn't breed trust. It doesn't breed... Uh, It's funny because if you look at the division of labor, if you actually eliminate the competition that's out there, and not just the competition, but you actually remove their ability to be able to be of a production of anything, if you put them in in some sort of jail, if you uh, take them as a slave, as, as most of human history has done, you actually are decreasing the amount of human productivity on the whole by subjugating the individual. And I think this is one thing that the libertarian mindset really gets right. And it doesn't matter what nice words you use to describe the world, whether that's, uh, you know, certain things being a right, whether that's healthcare, you deserve to have a house over your head. It's a right for you to have that. It's a right for you to have healthcare. It's a right for you to have clean water. And the thing is, is none of those things are truly rights. And I think it also comes from a fundamental view that if you think that rights come from the government, then you're always going to be subjugated and relegated to what the government allows you to have. Your freedom only then exists within that framework, which isn't truly freedom. And that's what I always, you know, I certainly do have a problem with making sure everything is consent, consent, consent. However, that's entirely what our political system is based on is the quote-unquote consent of the governed and it's supposed to be this give and take but it's not we don't get a choice to opt out we don't get a choice necessarily to leave unless we pay a certain amount of money you know we have the benefit language culture community those things exist as a society outside of what the government society actually has there's been plenty of experiments because if you can't protect it, if you can't, if you can't continue to breed that within a certain time, uh, within a certain mindset, those things will end up going away and, and going by the wayside. So even the successful experiments have at some point come to an end. And I think that is part of the experience of, of humanity in, in general in having different factions that come in and trying to control things. And occasionally we find ourselves in a situation where 
technology aligns, philosophy and thought leaders align, where you actually have a burgeoning of society. Even though you have all the sins that come along with it, you build, you have one of the most beautiful roses that the world has ever seen through Western civilization, and yet it has many bloody, bloody thorns to it because it's not perfect and there never will be anything that is perfect, but it's certainly one of the best of the worst options that we have living in the society that we do. These are the give and takes in it. The more that you have the autonomy to be able to make some of those decisions, you as an individual, the better off and the more flourishing that we tend to have. So if you can understand that sales is everything, it, it informs the political sphere, it informs the financial sphere, it informs your relationships. It is literally everything from the shoes you wear, the clothes you wear, to the food you eat. It all is a matter of production, not just consumption, but more importantly, production. Growth out of that is production. So if you, if you either focus too much on the consumption piece or you focus too much on destroying your enemies and taking their things, those are some of the most destructive things that you can do. And not only does it hurt the other person when you aggress against that person, it actually is going to hurt you in the long run. Whether you have any moral qualms about doing it, you actually are removing the world's capacity. And the closer that that world, the closer that that community is to you and influences you, the moment you subjugate it, you are depressing the capacity for it to actually produce anything. And I, I think that's really interesting. So going back, so sales is everything. It's about what we want as individuals. We get what we want. We also give what we want. We give that exchange. If somebody has something that seems more valuable, we will purchase that thing and trade something of value on our side for something that is valuable on the other side. It's the, it's a measuring stick. It doesn't. It can be a zero-sum game, but it doesn't have to be. What we give versus what we receive. And just because it's versus doesn't mean that it always has to be in conflict. It can very much be an alignment for somebody having something that I want. A lot of the sales training that I have, they have knowledge that I want, that if I apply, I can become successful. And therefore, what they're giving me and what they're profiting off of is my ability to be able to implement. It's still on me to actually implement, to learn those lessons and to take the test of time and to take the test of the knowledge that's there and apply it to see that if it's truly worth it. And if I continue to be successful at it and I see the value that's there, I'm going to continue go, to go do that. And that's where why it's the measuring stick of our success. It creates win-wins. It creates a win for you. It creates a win for other people. Creating the win-win is the being able to measure whether something is a success or not is vastly important. Making sure it's also a win for you and accomplishes what it is that you're trying to do is also very, very important. This is why we find ourselves in such a bad situation. If we only focus on the consumption of what we have and we don't value the investing, the storing of wealth and the investing of wealth, if we don't learn how to value that and pass those values on and teach people teach our children especially what it is and I think Jasmine Paul is a great example of that being able to create create uh, you know create fin stew create financial stewardship is all about teaching that ch the next generation teaching children about money because it's simply not there it's not part of our education we've actually been taught through our school system taught through our culture taught through 
our society that we should be consumers. And the thing is, is that mindset eventually depresses our ability to be a productive society. Even with the swell that we've had over the last hundred years. But we also want to make sure that we're creating a win for us. We have to see the goal that's out there for us to be able to. So we as entrepreneurs, I can't control what everyone else is. But if you're here, I'm assuming that you're someone that is looking to get better every single day. So we have to change our mindset of what it is that we value. And we're still creating the win for us. And we're also trying to do it in a way that also creates win for others. And sometimes that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes we have to go ahead and win at the expense sometimes of someone else. That doesn't mean that we subjugate them by doing that. If we can find a win-win, we should. I think there is a, a strong moral case for that, but I don't think it's necessary. Totally necessary in order for that to happen. So what currency? What, what, you know, I keep talking about sales being you know the measuring stick, but I've, I've not brought up money once. And the thing is, is not all currency is money. Not all commissions that you're going to get are financial commissions. This is one thing that Grant... Cardone really, really drilled down in me. You are going to get commissions from the people that love you, from people that are able to help you and do things from you. In some cases, your story might be so compelling to them that they want to do something for you just out of the kindness of their heart. And it's not that your downtime, that it's not that your hard time necessarily has value it's just from somebody else's abundance who maybe has seen or been there and been in the struggle that you're in they're able to be in a position to help you out at the time that's certainly what i want to be able to do as we create more wealth for our families being able we can't do every can't help everyone but if i can control the sphere that i'm in and interact with people or have a compelling message from somebody to do that i get the commission of feeling like I've done the right thing. And I totally agree that I, I shouldn't be going out there saying, hey, look look at all these people that I've helped. Look at all this money that I've, I've delivered to other people. I don't think that's the right thing to do either. If I want to champion a cause, sure. I don't need to tell them how much I'm doing, but I certainly can be a spokesperson why I think it's important for other people to take a look at it as well. And that's a trait of my time. It's a trait of my passion to be able to advocate for something, but I truly believe in it. But I'm more than willing to transact my time to give one of the most valuable things I have because I believe that other people giving money to this particular charity is more important than my time to go do something else. And I get a commission off of that. I don't get, a, I don't get paid to do that. I get, I get to feel like I've done something amazing. My soul gets to grow because I've done something like that. That is a commission. When you take your spouse out on a date, when you have sex and make love with you know, that that's a commission. You're putting little tiny drops. You're building wealth. You're building connection. Each one of those things is a store of wealth. It's an investment in your future, and it's a transaction. It's a commission that you're possibly going to get because you're putting things in there in the hope that you're going to be able to get something back. Not that it necessarily needs to be the whole focus. But what about sales being everywhere? The thing is, is tell me your story. You know, your stories, your actions, that's your brand. And I know that people 
have been talking about branding for for a very long time. Some of it is getting kind of old and tired of right, how how you go about telling people about yourself and telling people your stories. But honestly, think about it. You're a walking billboard. You are a referral machine. You're a walking testimonial to something. In fact, you're a billboard, a referral, a testimonial to the things that you tend to value most. It's very likely that somebody might see what I'm doing and say, wow, I I could totally... I could totally see myself doing something like that. I wonder what I would need in order to do that. And they might see the microphones that are in here. Oh, wrong way. They might see the microphones that are in here. Wow, that's a that's a blue, blue snowball. Maybe I should go grab one of those. Not an endorsement necessarily. What about the the the, <laughs> the products that are back here? You know, the the products that I have on my shelf in these videos. I mean. I like displaying those because it reminds me of the business that I'm in. It reminds me of why I'm, I'm doing this in the first place. I have, I have some of these books up here because these are books that I've read, books that I believe in. Maybe you'll ask about them. They're there to just you know to bring the ambiance and to let you see some of this, but it's also to make sure that maybe you can see one of these books and it inspires you to actually take a read of one of them because I know what it's done for my life. That's a testimonial. That's a referral. This is a billboard. This is a stage. The fact that I have the data don't lie on my t-shirt and get data driven. Right there. That's a testament to Nationalist Services. Where I work. First Direct Marketing. Nationalist Services is a subdivision of First Direct. I believe in this company. This is where I should have been. I will be happily be a billboard for it. 10x at the 10x challenge 10x boot camp sign up for the 10x accelerator program i'm in cardone sales training university it's awesome i love it i want more of it you have to understand that the shoes you wear if you're wearing nike adidas you're wearing lucky brand jeans Jinkos, God, I used to ugh, ugh, used to wear Jinkos. In my Nirvana days, Metallica, woo woo. But the music we listen to, what a great example. The type of movies that we watch, that we talk about, the type of politics that we talk about, the kind of issues that we like to discuss, that we think people want to pay so much attention to on Facebook or on Twitter. We think our opinion is so important that we will take hours debating people because we think that we have a chance of swaying them or or we might be so addicted to the dopamine that we're able to get every time that we drip, drip, drip something in there. I mean, the fact that you're even having a Facebook conversation with people and you're getting so mad about it and sharing it all over and deleting friends and doing all this stuff, well, guess what? Those actions are sales. The fact that you say, well, I'm not in sales, great. You're selling me on the idea that you're not in sales. You're selling me on the idea that you are not selling me that you don't sell. You are trying to convince somebody. You're trying to influence 
This is all sales is. Persuasion and influence. For us to transact something. An idea. A good. A service. Something. I think it's keenly important to understand that we are walking billboards. Referral machines. Walking testimonials. I really want people to understand that there is more to life when you start thinking about your life being sales. Because I think when you actually think about the value that you transact, what you sell to other people, what you are telling other people, and when you understand that other people are trying to influence you, in some cases, when they're telling you of, a, of an opinion that they disagree with with you, in, in some cases, especially if you were trying to hit a big goal. I mean, tag anybody who set a gigantic goal and went and told your friends about it, and it's such a goal that is so uncharacteristic of the friends that you currently have or the five people that you spend the most time with, one of the first things that they will say is that you can't do that. One of the first things that they will do is to find a way to make you not believe that you can go do that. And the funny thing is, for a lot of those people, they're trying to convince you that you can't do it because they don't believe that they could do it. Therefore, why should you be allowed to do it if you're in my sphere? That's the influence that people try to have with people. If you're a business owner, you know that cash flow is the lifeblood of your business. You know that. But what's the DNA? Data. Data is the DNA of your business. It tells you who your customers are, where they're going, what they're watching, what they're doing, and it gives you insight to know how best to serve them and execute on a marketing strategy. So if you understand that as a business owner, what I would like to invite you to do is reach out to me at jpayne at firstdirectmarketing.com or even better, go to my website at hellojohnpayne.com and set up a small consultation with me and we'll make sure that you get your data right. One of the things that I know is that you'll have a 600% return on investment for your advertising and marketing dollars by making sure you have the right data. And then we can talk about how you execute on that data and get your business profitable, moving, and growing. At First Direct Marketing, we work with high growth companies. They could be small, they could be medium, they could be large businesses, but they're looking to grow. They're looking to make an impact. And that is what we do day in and day out at First Direct Marketing. So again, reach out to me at any point in time. You can even text me, 402-403-0013. Call or text at 402-403-0013. Reach out to me at hellojohnpain.com and schedule a Zoom call with me. And let's see what we can do for your business today. And that's why I want you to understand when I say sales is everything and I say sales is everywhere, sales is every one. What are you worth to yourself? What are you worth to others? What are you worth to the world? Does it matter that you feel a worth to the world? 
And when I say the world, what do I mean by that? I don't think that we can intrinsically have value to the entire world unless we are operating at a level that has a worldwide impact. Steve Jobs. What they've done with Disney. I mean, just the sheer impact of being able to have worldwide renowned brands that provide some good or service to people, that bring some semblance of joy in people's lives, that strikes a chord with a certain group of people, and it's so broad that it hits a worldwide stage. That is impressive, wildly impressive. But what are you worth to the world of what you can control? And I always go back to we should be focused on what it is that we can do and what it is that we can control. The world around us, the people who are directly around us, our family, our close friends, our tribe. Oikos is the, is the term, that the, the Greek term they use in the Bible, especially when they're talking about the early Christian church. Is it not just your immediate family, but people that are people that are part of your tribe? Again, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most of the time with. What are you worth to the, that sphere? And as that sphere expands, as you expand yourself, as you reach your overall potential, there's the likelihood that that sphere of influence, that sphere of control, that sphere of power, that sphere of currency is going to expand such that when it returns back to you, you now have wealth. You have wealth of relationships. You have wealth of finances. And I, and I hesitate to say that there's a balance to it, but certainly you can push out in different areas of your life at the expense of others, which actually will decrease the ability for you to be able to, I think, experience life in, in, in a much better way. But certainly the sphere of influence can shrink if the values that you have with the people that are immediately around you, the world that you can control, if there's something that is so incongruent, uh, so, so inconsistent with that world that you're in, that you might need to shift out, that it can actually supplant, it can actually destroy your ability to have influence there, or at least hold you back. You know, one thing I think about is living in any community that does value marriage and that if you cheat on your spouse, there's people that will not do business with you anymore. If you can't take your one vow seriously, why in the world would a business owner ever believe a word you say if it's supposed to be one of the vows that you take to the grave? That's a tough one. Now, some people can compartmentalize. I certainly know that we are all imperfect people. People deserve second chances. But what's that worth? And I think a lot of this really comes back to when I, when I mentioned that when you set a goal and somebody tells you that you're not going to be able to do it, that you can't do it. You can't do it. That it's they don't believe the worth of themselves and they need you to be pulled down to the worth that they might feel for themselves. So what do you value? What worth do you believe that you have? And it's vitally important that you understand, number one, that you have worth and that you are worthy of respect. You're worthy of love. 
And not just in a sense that, oh, you should just love yourself. You should take the time to get to know yourself. If you have things you got to deal with in the past, you absolutely should deal with those. But you have to decide who you want to become. And is that person that you want to become worth the time, worth the effort? And then you need to start treating yourself that way. And I don't think that people want to be treated. They don't want to treat themselves poorly. They don't want to think of themselves, their future self, as somebody who is a bad person. They want to be better in some way, some form, some fashion. But if we don't think about it, if we don't understand that every time that we're in the present, we're transacting with something, that it's only in the present moment right now, that we have to act on what we believe we are worth in the future that will change the path now to move towards what it is in the future. That will impact how, how much we're worth to other people as well. And that's where as soon as you understand the value of yourself and you go after the full potential that you know you can be and you make that mental decision to go after it, you make that mental decision and understand that sales is everywhere. Sales is everything and sales is everyone. When you know that, what you're worth and that you're increasing that potential all the time, your relationships change. You're able to deal with things better. There might be some people you have to cut out, certainly. But you'll be able to better handle the relationships that you know that are a part of you. Especially the close family relationships, even though you can't change a whole lot. If they're too bad, then you absolutely should walk away the best you can. But you can actually then share that value with other people. You can be enlivened by other people. You can surround yourself with people that are worth more that know that they are worth more, know that they are reaching their overall potential, and you in your center, in your sphere of influence can create a better world, a world that is more worth being in, a better tribe that is worth being in. But that takes us understanding that we are worth it now, and the future self that we're supposed to become deserves our, our immediate attention. Uh, one of the things that I've really been looking at. I, I really haven't splurged on myself. I mean, going in the military, you know that you dress the same way basically every single day. Not a whole lot changes. Sure, you might spend, you know, you know, quite a, quite a bit of money on nice clothes when you can. But day to day, you're you're wearing the same drab thing over and over again. And I, I had a what's uh, I don't know if you know what this term is, but a haberdasher come by a tailor that from a, fixes a lot of things for my boss. He has some really nice jackets, some really nice shirts. Very, very fine and well-crafted stuff. Amazing. Very comfortable, very durable. I mean, just killer. Killer suits, killer pants, killer shirts, killer shoes, killer belts. Just awesome. Awesome. And one of the reasons why I'm seriously consider actually buying stuff that I would never have maybe you know 10 years ago thought that I would buy like why I would spend thousands maybe eventually tens of thousands of dollars on clothes is the idea that if I'm going to represent and sell a million dollars worth of things I probably should dress like a million bucks 
It's one of the specific things in the Cardone training that you should sell. You should dress as if you can buy what you're selling, even if you can't. You can spend an investment on some professional attire that makes you commiserate with the way you sell and what you sell. Dress that way. And what I find is that, you know, rather than, okay, well, I can dress, you know, California casual, I can dress down a little bit or whatever, it's comfortable, I'm in the civilian world now, whatever the case might be. Well, guess what? If I need to get in the right frame of mind to get in the sales, to get on the phone and be a, just be a stone cold caller, just getting on the phone and, and hitting it, call after call after call after call after call, sale after sale after sale after sale, getting hung up on, getting yelled at. You know, that's hardcore sales right there. Maybe that's not what you want to do. I certainly think if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to be getting into business, you actually want to create wealth for yourself, you're going to have to learn how to pick up the phone. You're going to learn how to market. You're going to learn how to get uncomfortable with telling your story. And you're going to have to learn how to stay in the deal and actually close deals. Well, I'm not a salesperson. Hey, I get that. I understand. I'm with you. But if you're a decision maker, if you're an influencer, and you think there is a great idea that your boss should take care of, guess what? You now have to go sell and close him on the idea to make sure that your vision, especially if you believe it is the one in the, that you should follow, it's the path that you should go down, it is now your responsibility to sell that idea and see it come to fruition, especially if you believe it's the right thing to do. You are morally obligated to go sell it. And I know you are because you feel it when you have something that you feel that passionate about making sure it gets done right. You are obligated. That's why I wear these bands that say success is your duty. Success is my duty. You know, got to get your hustle muscle going. I'm not perfect at it by any strict imagination, but... You have to understand that sales is everywhere. Sales is everything and sales is every one. No matter where you're at in life, you will have to convince someone else, even if you're going to have to convince yourself that you're more worth it, that somebody should transact with you, that what you have is of value to someone else and you're willing to give something, service, time, yourself, in order to make that happen. So certainly this is a little bit more of a philosophical one, but it's certainly something that's been on my mind quite a bit in as I'm going through a lot of the training is that, I mean, it's not just that sales is a way of life. I think sales is an essential part of every person's life. And it's something that you need to think about. You need to get right because it's also going to impact how you view yourself, how you interact with the world. And if there if there's anything that you truly, truly want and it's worth going after, you need to understand that you can't go it alone, but you're gonna have to convince people to go with you and you're gonna have to convince people to somehow trade value in order to move you in the direction you wanna go. I certainly encourage you to make sure that however that transacts, that you're actually creating a win-win for other people. So with that, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode. I know this is a little bit more of a somber one, a little bit more of the sexy voices I had coming in. 
I hope you enjoy that. Maybe I should do book readings. Maybe I should do late night relationship talks. Maybe that was a different path I could have gone down. But if you're still with it, I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you so much for being here. I really want you to to share the show. I think there's a lot of really good episodes. I'm still going to have a lot of really cool things that are coming out. I don't I mean, even though I talk a lot about the Liberty stuff, um, I'm not really getting into the political side of it just because I, I, I don't think that it really is a benefit to talk about some of that stuff unless unless there is a point to be made and something that actually moves you in the direction of becoming better every day. Something that makes you reach your potential that day that pushes you in the direction of becoming the person that you're supposed to become pushing in a direction that reaches your full potential if that happens then yeah i'll talk about politics all day long but otherwise i'm just i think a lot of politics should just get out of the way of the everyday person allow us to go up go after the things that we value most get out of the way of us being able to build relationships with other people build bridges rather than having to us be at each other's throats every four years and then saying, well, yeah, you should be happy with what you got because you had the chance to vote and you voted, so now we're going to ram this down your throat. See? See how negative that is? Why would I talk about that? <laughs> I certainly don't mind drawing a contrast from it and actually pr- talking about why entrepreneurship is so freaking important. I mean... I really do believe that your financial freedom is just as important as your political freedom. Sure, I, I think there are certain things that are worth the fight in the political sphere. But I don't think most of us are even there. If you're in the middle class, I don't think I don't think you should be wasting a breath. If you're in a middle class or lower, you shouldn't be wasting a breath on politics. You need to be hustling. You need to be taking the time to get out there, get after it. And put not just not just food on the table, but you need to be making a feast for the people around you. That is your duty. That is your obligation. To provide such abundance by reaching your potential. Man, that would change the world, wouldn't it? If the people and the people around you had the mindset that you were going to do everything you possibly could to put wealth on the table. Not just financial wealth. We, we already talked about commissions, right? Wealth just means well health. Well health. Are you in good health? Well health. Wealth. An abundance of life. Not just random positivity. But constructive relationships. Constructive interactions with people. That is what wealth is really about. And the thing is, is if you're in the middle class, that yes, it is defined mostly by finances. In reality, it's a measure of prosperity. And there's too many things that are taking our minds off of what prosperity and what wealth really means. So if we can get our mindset right about what sales is, about how we transact, how we interact with the world, how we influence those around us, if we can get that mindset right and stop believing 
that there's such scarcity that's out there. The way that we interact with the world could change the world if we could focus on that. And it would start simply by the world that you control and could expand and expand and expand. And honestly, with the production, the capacity for investing in finances and relationships, that's when the world has seen some of the greatest achievements. Again, with all the bloody thorns that have come along with it, because we are not perfect and we will never get it right. But we do move closer. And that's what's important. This is John with podcast episode 24. You're welcome for the sexy voice. Have a good night. You know, one of the things that Jackie and I did is spend a lot of money trying to get an, a picture, trying to get insight into what our body is doing, what our DNA tells us about our lifestyle, our body, what we should be eating, those types of things. Um, we've honestly spent over $3,500 on different food intolerance tests and blood tests and, and you name it. Uh, we, we've done it. And we've gained a lot of really good insight. And yet one of the best things that we did was a $200 cheek swab test that measures your DNA and gives you solid recommendations. And you can compare that with a health assessment that's totally private to you. It's free. If you want the DNA portion, it's only 200 bucks to actually get it done. And it will give you all the recommendations from a supplementation perspective. But that report you're going to get is going to go into what you should be doing for workouts, what type of workouts, what type of food, what type of diet. So if you've tried a whole bunch of different diets and you're like, well, I kind of plateau at some point or it doesn't, doesn't quite do what it, I need it to do. Well, that's probably because you're trying something without knowing exactly what you need to do. And that's exactly what the health assessment and more specifically the DNA test can do for you. If that is something you're interested in, please, by all means, reach out at cashflowveteran.idlife.com. Again, that's cashflowveteran.idlife.com. That's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really would appreciate your support through any of the advertising, the affiliate links I share, or you can go to cashflowveteran.com slash support and click on the $5 tip jar and send a cup of coffee my way. Also, I'd love to hear from you, and you can easily do that by downloading the Anchor.fm app and leave me a voice message with a comment or a question or a topic that you'd like me to cover, and I'll see what I can do. With that, take it easy. Take it easy.